Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Nick. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I feel like garbage. How are you? Uh, at least it's not COVID this time. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's accurate. I actually feel worse than I did when I had COVID. feel way worse. Do you? Yeah. I didn't. Like, I tell everyone, like, COVID, other than the very first day that led me to get tested, co- I didn't feel bad with COVID. Like, I got, we were so fortunate. And I, I need to really emphasize that because some people, most people are not. My family was super fortunate, but this feels worse. My my joints hurt. My my muscles are exhausted. Like I've been working out for hours and my nose is runny. I got congestion in my chest. Every time I, I breathe in deep, it sounds wheezy or like, uh, like if you were to take a, a, a two liter of like water and shake it up, it's got this weird sloshy noise. It's not good. It's gross. No. Well, we'll go through this and then you can go back to bed. Oh, talk dirty to me, Michael. <laughs> so before we jump into our topic, I wanted to bring something up. If if there was ever a topic that we could put out into public that makes everybody angry, we did it not very long ago. Because You're our probably accurate. Our Facebook uh pages <laughs> and all that stuff. And <sighs> I was very shocked, but it just kind of blew up on one topic, not oh. all topics. Oh my god, you're talking about the EV episode. I have not seen such like aggressive attacks on any of our posts unless it's about electric vehicles. People were angry (laughs) and not angry in just one spot. I don't know if Facebook found them for us, but that's it it was amazing how quickly and how it just escalated like, yeah, very fast. The one of them, I don't, I'm not going to mention her name, but one of them, I think the comment just said, uh, like, you're effing joking or these jokesters or something. When I clicked on her profile, she's over in the UK. And then there, it, there's a lot of people from here. I mean, there's, there was no, I didn't see a single positive comment and there might be, but like, it's just a solid stream of negativity. Oh my God. We ruffled some feathers with that one. <laughs> there was one comment and I, I can't call it positive, but it wasn't negative. And it Ooh. basically said that they, the rationale for this show, you can be seen in these comments. Cause we really were just talking about, you know, everybody, having these issues and we wanted to help dispel them or give them some ammo to others who act like that. And that's exactly what they were referencing. Like this is why they had to do this show. We'll follow that under the, it doesn't suck category. Um, yeah, no, it was uh very, very poorly received, but to be fair, we tend to get a, uh, some, some static on some, some of our episodes just because people are generally frustrated when our advertisements come through their, their newsfeed on Facebook and unlike an advertisement on television, they have the option to tell us exactly what they think about that. And so when they're, they're scrolling through their newsfeed, which people truly believe belongs to them. Like it's, it's their personal Facebook experience, which is not even remotely close to being true. It's, it's as close to you as Facebook's algorithms can get you. We, we do some advertising, you know, we push the episodes that we think are, are uh, poignant or meaningful. And uh, yeah, uh, they were not happy. They had their angry pants on. 
for sure. Well, and at the end of each of these ads, and yes, we do, we would do a, a small inexpensive ad to be able to have realistic sustainability placed out there a little more, both on Instagram and in Facebook. We for sure do. We pay for abuse. It's awesome. It's, so it's every once in a while. It's not often, but every once in a while, and it always seems to be a lot electric vehicles. And I can tell you right now, I know what it was targeted as targeted as people who like sustainability, sustainable living, and electric vehicles. That's the only categories it was in. Hmm, well, so there are trolls that go under the EV or electric car heading as interest just to do that. Of course there are. It's 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 the internet. <laughs> see, and I get to, to you, that's second nature, like shrug. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, uh, that is a lot of effort. That is that is looking for anger. Uh, it, it, there's there's plenty of things that can make you mad. Why search it? Because it doesn't actually make them mad. So you know, like every now and then, especially in the last campaign cycle, I would just throw random things up on Facebook, little statuses, and watch people duke it out in my comment section because I think it's hilarious. It's that, but on a much broader scale. It's just people that want to watch the world burn. They want they need to be entertained. They want some kind of momentary uh, escape from whatever is currently bothering them. So they, they do. They troll inside other groups and other you know pages just to see what they can mess with. It's it's probably not a good thing. I mean, to some degree, it's probably not the greatest idea to stoke the embers of a you know what could be a huge fire. But uh, in some instances, it's it's funny. And in this instance, uh, this is the very first time it's been directed at me, and so I. I, I had to make sure I wasn't taking it too personal because some of them are just flat out mean. But I, <laughs> I will were. say, I will say, I'm pretty excited by the fact that they do. They really are just like they're blatantly, obviously aimed at the topic. They they've never listened to the show, right? Because if they did, I don't think they'd be quite so negative about it. I'd hope. And also, none of the comments have been like personally pointed at us, so it's not like like I know they haven't. They're not listening to it. They're not giving it a fair shake, and then be like, "Screw these guys and their electric vehicle mumbo jumbo." If they hate that, and wait till they hear about automation. Um, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that one's gonna be a blast. I well, yeah. and you're right. I don't think anybody was listening to the show because they even made comments of things that we addressed. Yeah. So. I, I don't think we're going to get quite the blowback on today's episode. We, we, we've moved to a little bit lighter of a topic, although I like the topic. I don't believe that there's large groups of people throughout the world upset about houseplants. Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to ruffle some feathers on this question. How? Uh, How do you ruffle feathers on houseplants? Is having houseplants considered farm to table for vegans? I guess it could be if you're growing your own lettuce, Swiss chard, and spinach. Like, I mean, I mean, could you have any plant and just consider it locally sourced? Like, could you just buy a plant? Like, that looks delicious. I can't wait to have this as a snack in six to nine months. No, um, not like a spider plant. Like, well, no, my, I no, I take I it back. My cats think that is, but like a spider plant or snake plant. No, of course not. But you could grow Swiss chard, spinach, green beans. All right. Well, there we go. That'll work. So, yes, it could be closer than farm to table okay well i was trying to ruffle feathers and you made it rational and now i don't know what to say good job (laughs) so this week we want to talk about some of the benefits of having house plants or as what jameson would tell me having excessive house plants well we'll leave your house pants out of it but house plants (laughs) i don't know if they're excessive they're excessive in one part of your house maybe two parts 
like because you always have little things like sprouting and, and and trying to grow in the windowsill in the kitchen but the only place they're excessive is your is your big window in the in the living room you always have like a jungle in there it's because this house does not get a ton of light and there's only a handful of places I can really grow things. Now, there is some discussion about maybe I should get a greenhouse on the balcony because I think that'd be a wonderful place to have a ton more plants. Why are you shaking your head no? Because you pretty much have a greenhouse in your basement already. And the balcony is for like social events and stuff because you mean upstairs, right? Yeah, the, uh, the balcony off of Aiden's room. At some point, you're going to utilize that super expensive giant staircase you put up there. <laughs> And uh, you're not going to have room for a greenhouse. Now, maybe half of it could be a greenhouse and the other half could be a social event area. Possibly. I guess whatever floats your boat. Now, also keep in mind that we have quickly decided around here that only certain events will be held at the house. And from this going on, going forward, we will have most of our events at Dabble. That's probably a wise choice. So then you don't have the whole family tromping around the house. Not that we don't love our family, but we can have it. We have a, a building now where kids can, after we're done eating, go downstairs and play games, and the adults can sit up in comfortable chairs and talk to each other. I think the jury is out whether or not those are comfortable, but um, just because if you compare that to your your, your recliner or like your nine month sofa, I think that the generally the uh, the furniture is going to win. But I would say that the the biggest benefit. Um, for having it there is the, the lack of actual cleanup. I mean, yes, you have to clean your building, but like when you have big family events at your home, you got to like put certain stuff away and kind of organize things. Or if you know one of your siblings has got a little baby, you kind of have to go and low key baby proof the house. And there's lots of little things that you do to get ready for these family events that you could just go to dabble and be like, okay, here you go. There's nothing yep. here personal. So we can just have fun, whatever. Yeah. And you just clean up what's there, throw it away. Life is good. <clears throat> So it's no secret. I like house plants. I like plants in general. And by the way, the basement isn't a greenhouse. I do have lighting set up, but that is for a very specific purpose. And that to is the plants. Lands- well, for the edible landscape project. Okay. Most of our extra plants are grown in the other windows. But to me, plants kind of make home feel like home. It's to me, it always felt calming. So as I did research for this show, I found out a lot of why I feel this way, because it's not uncommon that the more plants you have, you create a calming atmosphere. And I've always said plants make a room smell better. And um, there's some pieces of information that we pulled that I pulled that kind of back that up. I'm not going to say I disagree with you. I would say that everything you said does not apply to me whatsoever. I don't have that same set of feelings for plants. I mean, I love nature outside, but if you put a plant in my house, it's just a matter of time before it dies. Well, you, I'm not... you have to take care of it, well, you know, like the kids. Yeah, I agree. But like like kids and animals make noise when they need, I don't know, water and food. Plants just sit there. And I'm an out of sight, out of mind kind of person. And I will forget them. I'm terrible. I've killed cactuses. Like, it's not good. And literally all you have to do is water them like once every six months so they stay inflated. Like It's <laughs> not like it's, you know, it's not like it's really hard. But there, I've read a lot of studies that kind of reference what you're saying, and it is true. There's a lot of people that, that have like more of a deep emotional connection with nature, and they, they really get a calming effect from plants. Uh, after watching The Martian, which is one of my favorite movies, when the first plant pops out of the soil, and he has the, has the two satellite leaves, and he's like, hi there. 
every time a plant comes up, I do that. I stroke the plant and say hi there. Okay, I've never seen that movie, but I heard it's good. It is, so you're missing out. Fix that. Um, I enjoy plants, but I don't grow the complicated ones. There, I don't have a green thumb. No matter what anybody says, I am really good at making sure things that are easy to grow, grow. And I don't do any of these complicated ones that are very, very finicky. I do spider plants. I do the snake plants, which, by the way, when we went to Hawaii, are everywhere outside. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I tend to forget that our indoor plants here in Michigan are someone else's outdoor plants. It's kind of funny how that how people forget that. Like every every pet that we have, every plant that we have in the house, some part of the world that is that is an outside thing. Like that's something that just happens in nature. And we went, oh, that's adorable. Let's put it in this climate instead, because we have winter. They've got to stay in the house. Right, and it's usually it's something evasive, something that grows. It's very hardy, and that region decides that they can sell it to the rest of us because. It's hardy and it can be, it can live in a house. It is harder mm-hmm. for a plant to live in the house. You know, I, I'm the weirdo that in, in springtime starts taking his plants on playdates outside to strengthen them. No, that's weird. I think that um, my mom and and my mother in law quite often put some of their their bigger plants outside so they can experience nature. Because there is a point when when some of the more hardy plants, when the ones that get bigger, the ones that are like what I call low key trees that have started getting like a woody stalk and stuff, they need that that wind and stuff to kind of keep it tough. They need it to to kind of, I don't know how, I guess, um, keep it hardy mm-hmm. because they're not, they don't grow that big for no reason. Evolution has caused it to grow a certain way. And besides, you know, if, if you have a nice climate outside, natural sunlight, all that stuff is ideal. I mean, obviously they're not getting, you know, their, their ample amount of energy and nutrients from inside the house. Well, last Christmas, people would have thought I was a drug dealer because everything <sighs> I got for Christmas was to grow plants. I got lights and different things I could put around the house to help help rooms around the house that don't get as much light. Jameson just bought me lights or light bulbs to replace the lights that we do turn on that will feed the plants that has the oh. right bands. Okay. So, so, so Mike, uh, you, you might've missed the memo on this. Uh, we don't, we don't call them drug dealers anymore since it's, since it's marijuana. And now that it's legal, pretty much every single person in our lives, almost that we didn't know smoked weed probably smokes weed. We now refer to them as social gardeners. Social um, gardeners, okay. Yes, I just made that up, but it sounds good. And <laughs> that way, because I mean, it's not really a drug. It is a mind-altering substance, but it's not like, you know, you're not taking fentanyl or, you know, shooting up. It's just an herb. It's a beautifully delicious herb that I hate the smell of. And I do despise. <laughs> I despise it. Huh. I hate it so much. Interesting. Well, it's, and that's, it's a, it's a very strong smell. You And it is something that lingers. Well, for sure. here's. Yeah, but here's the weird thing. Uh, as as a person who who used to smoke a lot of weed, I don't hate the smell of it burning. I hate the smell of a plant. Hmm. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, no, and it's weird. I just never, it's the moment that it became legal and everyone and their son decided to grow it. And I can't really escape it unless I'm in my house because we don't have any here. I don't care for it any longer. Yeah. <clears throat> I've, ne- I've always been rather indifferent. So when I look at the... When I started pulling up the studies and things about houseplants, because there is some debate, there is some debate about houseplants and their benefits, but it is pretty well documented that it helps reduce fatigue in a person that has plants in their home. It improves people's mood. I guess maybe not you because you don't care about them or you're looking at dead plants all the time. I'm sure that's different. 
it lowers stress and anxiety. And that was from the Journal of Psychological Anthropology. There was, it improves air quality. This is where some of the debate comes into play. But that's for sick building syndrome. Helps humidity in the house. It creates a little more humidity through uh, transvaporation. It increases individuals focused. And that was actually a study done by the Royal College of Agriculture, where they had two different work groups. And then they had to rotate those work groups. And one room was filled with plants. Uh, So that increase of focus has some kind of documentation behind it. There is a reduction of dust and mold in homes that have plants because they tend to collect it and then you think and wash the leaves if you have if you grow fresh herbs in your home then you have a fresh food with and it creates a better digestive process with the foods that you eat with that finally you're speaking my language i can get behind that <laughs> i was waiting I, I was watching it on the list and watching your face to see if that drew any attention plus it makes uh, your house smell better WebMD talks about getting better sleep because there's more O2 in the house or oxygen. That growing plants, and I said this during the Edible Landscape Project, is therapeutic. It's something that you can sit down and focus and care for that makes you feel good and helps you with your day. And it boosts productivity. There was a there's two studies, and one in 96 and one in 04 that backed up the the ability to create better productivity from workers in rooms with that have more plants in them. And it actually improves the overall work quality. And that's there's only one, one small study that shows that, but it does have data backing that up. Your face, you're befuddled. Not befuddled. I just don't understand any of it. Um, <laughs> because when I look at... Okay, so for instance, when you say that the... Plants improve the oxygen. Yeah, obviously they're going to influence you know, the air quality and whatever environment they're in. But like, I think there's so many variables to all these studies that like you could tie that you take a tiny little you know thing of basil. It's not going to change the air quality in a house the size of mine. I think I think there's got to be some kind of relevance to the size of the, the the foliage versus the place it's in. But also, and, and this is something I really want to hammer home. I think that a lot of the things that the, these studies are proving are, are very true for a specific demographic of people that I don't fall into. Any of them, because okay, you said they'll be like therapeutic, you know, people caring for things. Like, yeah, I think it's also excellent therapy for people that are learning patients because plants don't exactly grow fast. In fact, they grow so slow that you ignore them, and then when you finally do realize, oh my god, look, look at they've they've shot up overnight. They've actually grown a tiny bit over the course of three months, but in your eyes the last time you looked, it was a tiny little sprout, and now it's six inches tall. It looks like the last rainfall made it huge. And I'm not arguing or disputing any of these studies. I just know very definitively my mother should be the one talking to you about this, not me, Um, because it's not me. None of it's me. I, 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 that is a hundred percent you, that is her, that that's kind of her thing. Like you and her get the same look in your face when you got your hands stuck in the dirt. And I'm like, wow, where's the dawn? I really want to wash this off. Like I just, (laughs) it's not for me at all. So you could have, you could have large planters put throughout your house and have lavender growing, and lavender is known to help relax. Okay, why would I do that? Because lavender is known to help relax. Repeating the same thing <laughs> and giving me no new information as to why I would want to do that when I'm generally as relaxed as I'm going to get. Like I'm either sleeping or I'm this. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of in between. 
Well, that's one of the things that I thought of around here. That'd be kind of cool because we do grow lavender throughout the city. I think it would be interesting to have some around the house, let it grow up. Lavender. And we've even used our plants in the house as first aid. You're talking about aloe, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm. We've grown a large aloe plant. Jamie several times used it for first aid. Oh, they, they, they were great. And like, I'm yeah, lavender smells amazing. And I'm, I don't, like I said, I'm not disputing anything you're saying. I just, I'm really having a hard time relating to this one. <laughs> well, so super fun, kind of a sidebar story. While Jamie and I were cleaning up from the edible landscape, we found a plant that we thought was mint. Where did you find it? Over by the clock tower growing. I think Jeff must have just put a plant in the ground and let it go because it was this huge open area. And so we took a big handful of it home and I'm trying to use a, a, uh, an app on my phone because I have not memorized all these leaves. Yeah, of course. I'm trying to figure out what it is and the cats get a hold of it and go nuts. It's cat. It's probably catnip. It was it's wild catnip or I don't know if he if he planted it or not, but it was extremely fresh catnip. Mm-hmm. Now we ended up like watching the cats go crazy, and then we took it and along with all the other herbs we found. Because you know, when you're closing down edible landscape, I would I would much rather cut off those herbs and take them with me and dry them mm-hmm. than just let them sit there. So we, that's what we did. We took three or four different herbs, and so now they're hanging in the hallway, going down to the basement to dry out. But we also found that massive amount of catnip, and that is also down there, so that we can give it to the cats periodically for entertainment purposes i guess but yeah i don't always know what plants are there kind of like the sunflower that grew in my garden that garden which is the only thing that's got more attention on our facebook than uh electric vehicles yeah and a hundred percent positive attention everyone loved that oh my lord so one of the good things about herbs though is they're, they're pretty aromatic so you can pretty much tell what they are mm-hmm. i mean you can usually smell them but the one thing i will say about mint is that if you plant mint goes everywhere like it just sprouts and sprouts and sprouts and sprouts and not like one plant that gets big i mean it just keeps sprouting out of the ground i used to work at a place in frankenwood that we had we had a herb garden and then we had a a vegetable and fruit garden and we would always have to like put all like the basil and the oregano and everything in it had its own little space we would move six feet and there'd be nothing and then we'd put the mint in because the mint just explodes it goes everywhere well and i think we had some people working on edible landscape that if they just had a plant, they put it in the ground and some of those are going to be around a while. Possibly. So anyways, one of the biggest debates about house plants is the indoor air quality debate. And it's usually, it's not general people who have that debate. It's usually air professionals. It's usually people who work in the air industry. Let's say you work for an air filterization company or something like that of that nature because nasa did a study in 89 where they looked at vocs which are the volatile organic compounds Mm -hmm. and how plants absorbed things within a home and now when you were talking about it seems like you'd need a lot of plants you do need a lot of plants yes plants do absorb the things that we don't want to absorb but it does take a lot it's basically a plant every hundred square feet well, it'd have to be. Plants can't exactly move. So unless you have the, the greatest circulation system for air and ventilation system, if you will, in your home, you need to have them spaced, you know, sporadically throughout. Otherwise, it's if that's what you're going for, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And in, in these studies, they talk about enclosed space, which a home is. But like my home, 
the plants downstairs are not helping the upstairs air quality. It is only helping the direct area. It's in. I've got more than 15 plants or 18 plants. Like no. It says. You? I, 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 well, I do. Man, you're really I'll tell letting you. the cat out of the bag. And I'm going to tell you this, too. The last few new plants that were planted, Jameson planted them. The lady who told me no more new plants, no more spider plants because it makes babies and I have to put them in their own pots. She said no more. She planted the last few. We'll call this green, uh, greenhouse syndrome, like Stockholm syndrome, only not. <laughs> so I, maybe she's starting to enjoy it. But there are some plants that are better for a home. And they are usually quick growing or they absorb certain things like bamboo, for example, is an excellent plant to have in your home. It's relatively quick growing and it does a good job absorbing a lot of the things that you don't necessarily want in the house. Most of these plants are going to pull things in like formaldehyde, benzene, and other toxins within the home. These are these are things that you find in a home when you buy furniture or when you bring tables in because it's off-gassing from all the chemical products used to make those. Mm-hmm. Plants can absorb a lot of that. And they also take the carbon and give us back that oxygen. So bamboo plants, Boston fern, rubber tree, spider plants, snake plants, and a ficus tree are probably some of the best air quality style plants. but the when we if you need to inc- increase your air quality high quality air purifiers are still better than plants unless you're going to coat the walls and put plants everywhere biofilters and other technologies are still better they they function better the difference is you have to change the filters it does not work if you do not change the filters if you're not going to change the filters stick with the plants I'm not sure if they function better. I think they function faster. And I think we're, I think we're uh, trading, you know, quality for speed on this one. I think that, you know, nature is designed to work the way nature is designed. I don't think there is better. If there was better than nature, we wouldn't have, we would have a more efficient model of a solar panel than a tree. Like if, 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 if we could do better than nature, we'd have better, but um, faster, faster, we can do faster. You know, this is, this is where mankind, you know, we're, we're the only superpower we have is, you know, we're super adaptive. We know how to make things quick. So yeah, change the filters and it's going to work fast and you can buy, you know, they're, they're fairly inexpensive air, air filters aren't that expensive. So you can buy as many as you want, put them in all the rooms you want, you know, get them going all the time and you would have better air quality. But uh, I think that Mr. Green over here, you can't say they're better than plants, Michael. I can't <laughs> let you say that. <laughs> I prefer plants, but I, I know because they come with more benefits. Uh, they come with all those psychological benefits, the emotional health kind of benefits, things that you don't even know you're getting from those plants. No matter how much eyebrows you give me when I say that you get those benefits, uh, I've never gotten that from an air filter. You're, you're right. But uh, to be fair, um, you could have been getting it from an air filter. And I think if I look hard enough, I'll find a bunch of studies that say you do. Um which is totally BS. I'm, I'm being sarcastic and facetious, obviously, but uh, I, I'm giving you these, these expressions that no one else can see just because like I said, I, I don't, I'm not a plant person. I don't have them. I am. However, one that will go outside and sit on the tailgate of my truck or sit like on a trampoline and just stare at the trees and watch them blow in the wind. And I love that. I love being in nature, but I don't want nature in my house. And I, I just, 
because it's not not that I don't like it. It's just I do. I I totally forget it and I don't water and then it dies. And now I now not only is there no longer a plant, but now I'm a murderer and it's just not good. Then just a dead plant sitting there for however long. Yeah, I probably won't even notice it for another six months. And then do you feel bad when you look over and go, oh, I died. No, I look over and go, eh, well, it took a few months longer than I thought it would, but, you know, okay. Well, there's also a few cons to having plants in your house that you need to be prepared for if you're going to be someone like me that has a lot of plants. Uh, one of them is not all, not all plants are safe for pets. So you have to take a minute, make sure whatever you're bringing in, either A, is safe for your pets, or you have a pet that isn't going to go wander around eating plants. My cats, my cats, they eat the plants. So they like to lay in in the plants to create this like jungle like atmosphere, so that our cats can apparently feel like lions. And then they're apex predators. Not my cats. All cats are apex predators. Unfortunately, (laughs) those cats just chew on the plants, so the plants know where they are in the food chain. Right. So they sit there and have a little side salad. As fat as they are, they could use a salad. (laughs) <laughs> they the biggest problem that we have in this house and the reason why jameson gets upset is because a lot of times you'll get gnats so there are some pests that can come along with some of your plants especially if you take them outside and bring them back in back and forth don't they burn start, the soil they do they they're eating the organic the dead organic waste within the soil which is a nutrient mm-hmm. but then you end up having them flying around the house I have tried the vinegar tricks where you get a cap and put some cellophane. None of that stuff works. What does work, if anybody needs to know this, is you go to your hardware store and you buy a mice glue trap, which is, you know, glue down through the center of it and just cardboard on the rest of it and cut it into little strips and put those little strips inside on the on the soil of the plant. And the flies they, walk across it and they get stuck. They get stuck, and it, it greatly reduces the amount of insects in your home very, very quickly. I was going to suggest getting a house toad, but okay. No, nope. It's uh, I had to come up with new solutions because Jameson does not like the gnats. She doesn't like flies. She doesn't like gnats. She gets very upset to her. It, it's an indication that the that the house is dirty, even when it isn't. So we had to we had I had to come up with something that would work. No, no, and I, I actually agree with her. It is it, It's really easy to just instantly go to that, oh, my God, my house is filthy, when you see an insect. Um, so we used to have this big entertainment center that was right next to my front door. And every year after Easter, we'd put the, the kids' bags of candies up there because I'm not going to let the kid take the bag of candy. Or not Easter, I'm sorry, Halloween. Lord have mercy. Halloween. I'm not going to let them take their candy to their bedroom. And so we'd put it up there and the kids would kind of, you know, throughout the next month or so kind of spelunk through it and eat all the stuff they liked. But then by like the end of November and keep in mind, it's, we're getting close to winter here. If you didn't dispose of that candy, when you did finally pick the bags up, there was always one or two big old ants right there because they're attracted to all the sugar. And you compound that with the notion that's getting cold outside. They're looking for someplace warm to go instantly. You make, it makes you want to scrub your entire home instantly. There's no getting around it. You're like, ah, <laughs> that's why i come up with that solution and it and it does work that is a solution that kind of solved the because it was getting to a point where she was going to have all the plants outside and it was it was driving her bonkers so if anybody has that problem or has a spouse with that problem those cutting those glue uh boards into small strips really does wonders it can also depending on the plants you choose in the house trigger allergies 
it can uh even it can even um trigger asthma yeah of course I mean, if you're allergic to lavender, don't take my advice and put lavender around the house. But you have to know your plants well enough to know. I don't have to know because I'm never allergic to anything. Nothing ever affects me in that way. But now I have to be more mindful because I have other people here. And with Jameson and Grayson, things do affect them. My kids are much like me. We're generally bulletproof in that, in that sense. But those things can bother them. So I have to be a little more mindful. Mm-hmm. of which plants come in the house and is it going to cause her problem? I mean, if I, I can't go outside and bring in a ragweed unless I want her to constantly be ill. And in case anybody's wondering, that sounds weird to go outside, grab a weed, bring it in the house. But I'd like to remind everybody I have adopted and or saved so far four maple trees that are growing in the yard and we're taking care of them. So it, it, I, w- I will grab plants from outside and bring them in. I'd also like to note that his uh, his yard is a tiny city lot and that there is not room for even one of those maple trees once it gets big enough to plant in the ground. That's well, And that's true, but I can grow this tree even in the house if I wanted to, but they're better when they're grown outside and stronger. So they're growing outside. They'll go through their dormant stage and then come back beautiful next spring. Once they're big enough, I can donate them to the city. I can give them away to someone who needs a tree in their yard. Okay, it, well, I'm not going to argue with that because that's how that edible landscape everything came to fruition. So, <laughs> right. So, so I don't, you... I have a hard, I can't just mow it over. It, it, it became a tree. I need to mit, let it be a tree. So every once in a while, there's like cool plants that we get outside. And as it gets cold, you know, it, you know, they're not going to make it. And this year, Jameson actually went out and rescued them. And now they're house plants. So the, the plants that were by the front door that she was growing and these new planters she built, she rescued those plants, brought them inside. And now we have them as an addition to our, our uh, house plants. No, that's you've brought her over to the green side. It's so cute. (laughs) I think I have. So there's a lot of benefits to having house plants throughout your home, but there's still one more con, which is maintenance. You know, every Sunday I bring every plant over and I water it and or I check the soil to see if it needs water. I trim all the I trim all the dead parts off the plant and clean it up and put it back out there. Maybe maybe give it a different home, reoriented it or something. But you do that with all of your plants. So we have about 18 to 22 plants spread over a couple of rooms. It takes a little while to get all that stuff trimmed out and cleaned up. And then you put them back out there and enjoy them. But there is some maintenance to them. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember, and this didn't happen nearly as often as it does with you, but the plants my mom had growing up were these these really big, uh, I mean, they're as far as house plants go, they're big. They're called umbrella trees, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, she had two or three of those. Then she had a couple of ferns, and she had uh, like a peace lily and some other stuff like that. But it was probably once uh, once every four or five months she'd take them out of the she'd repot them in, in new soil and a new a new pot, a bigger one, so they could get bigger and stuff. And and she was really really thorough about that kind of stuff. But she only had a few. She didn't have a jungle. Yeah. See, and I I don't like changing the soil. It's different for every person. Some people do that. They actually go through and change all the soil. Mm-hmm. I like to recondition the soil we have, little coffee grounds, little eggshells, and just keep putting stuff in there so that it will recondition itself. 
and stay as a healthy plant. I also have a bunch of peace lilies. Our stepmother gave me like this large one that I broke into a bunch of small peace lilies, which I'm even occasionally capable of getting a flower from. I've never been able to get the multi flowers, like where it just shoots up a bunch of flowers. But at some point I'll get there. I was like, I only ever see him do one or two at a time. Uh, currently, if anybody's on <clears throat> Jamie or I's Facebook, you will see that during the edible landscape cleanup, I found a single broccoli floret <clears throat> plant. It was a small bro- bro- broccoli plant that just didn't, it, it came late. And so I cut it and cleaned it up like a bouquet. Mm-hmm. and actually gave it to Addison, my daughter, because she jokes about when she gets married, she wants to carry a broccoli because I told her that's a flower. So now it's sitting in our kitchen table in a vase, continuing to grow. So our kitchen table has a broccoli growing on it. That's adorable. <laughs> so, uh, Jamie, you would know if you were on the Facebooks because she absolutely took a photo of it and posted it as who else has a broccoli growing on their kitchen table so you can grow all kinds of things in your home it doesn't have to be it took me a long time to realize it doesn't just have to be a normal house plant although was it pothos which is that common invasive vine that people grow in their homes can grow up to 10 feet long it does very it's a filtering plant it is a easy to grow plant. Snake plants are the mother-in-law's tongue. I have one that's almost as tall as me now. Those are easy to grow and they don't take a lot of maintenance. Mr. I don't want to do the maintenance. Spider yeah, plants. Yeah. There's a ZZ plant that is a low light and very hard to kill. It's very hardy. There's a lot Challenge of, accepted. <laughs> there's a lot of easy plants to grow out there, but it's not limited to those. You can you can grow your own herbs, and it's just as just as neat to have in the house as anything else, where you snip things off and use it for dinner that day. You can grow lettuce, and I don't mean iceberg lettuce. I mean leaf lettuce, of course. But you can grow lettuce. You can grow spinach, Swiss chard, kale. All these things just need a place to grow. The, the the things that I did grow um, a couple of years back, right before COVID, uh, I had bought, I don't know, 10, 12 bunches of, of scallions. And I always chop it down right to like, I mean, right to the roots, like so there's nothing left. <clears throat> and I had been saving, ironically enough, coffee grounds for you to add to your soil. And I decided just to stick them in the coffee grounds. And they, they grew. They grew until I, I didn't grow them anymore. I mean, I eventually took them outside, planted them, and, you know, nature took its course. But, uh, they the, the coffee grounds provided enough um you know enough like density where the roots could take hold and as long as I kept watering them they grew nonstop. It was kind of cool having my own green onions whenever I wanted them. Well, and that's something that you can grow and snip off and let it grow and snip mm-hmm. off and let it grow. So those are kind of cool things to grow in the house. And yes, they count as plants in the house, and they just have a different benefit. Some people grow onion in the house because they love the smell of green onion. And it, they're they're one of those plants that you can smell when you walk by them. It's to me, it's much better than a scentsy candle. I I, I half agree. I, I happen to like some of those scents, like the normal ones, though, like the like the honey cinnamon or like the, the nutmeg. Uh, what's that one? There's a. It's like a a, nut, a nutmeg autumn or something. It's like the weirdest combination of words, but it smells amazing. I'm okay with that. I don't like the cool breeze or the. Or the sunshine summer madness. Like, none of those make sense to me. Like, how is that even a smell? Let's just throw a bunch of warm words together and, oh, 
I don't like any of that, but I like the ones <laughs> that are like normal. Like I like I love cinnamon. I like spices. I like mm-hmm. all those smells. So like every time this time of year rolls around, you go to the grocery store, they always have like those cinnamon scented like brooms. It's like they took a bunch of brush, shaped like a broom, and threw cinnamon in it. I love those. I want I I I, I adore going to the store every single year because of that. When I smell those pine cones that have been soaked yes. in the cinnamon. As a kid, I used to work at Frank's Nursery and Crafts. The moment you walked in, it was nothing but pine needles and that cinnamon. The moment I smell that, that specific item, it takes me right back to when I was a kid. No doubt. I don't doubt it at all. So you can have just about any kind of plant growing in your home. So tell you what, when you see this on Facebook, when you see this post and you're listening to this show, Go on to the Facebook and tell us your plants. Send us a picture of your plants. We're feeling a little down from the EV episode where everybody was very, very angry. Let's combat it with a bunch of pictures of plants and a bunch of fun stuff. That made me feel bad. <laughs> it did. I, I, yeah, I felt like everybody was very upset with us. So tell us your favorite house plants. Tell us what you've grown indoors. I That maybe shouldn't necessarily be an indoor plant or you found it outdoors and brought it indoors. I will tell you my most unique plant is my pitcher plant. That was when Jamie was not allowing any more plants in the house. I convinced her with the gnats that the pitcher plant, since it's a carnivore, much like a Venus flytrap, would eat the gnats. Um, it it, it can, but the gnat has to crawl into it on its own. So it didn't necessarily help, but it got me one more plant, and it was a carnivore plant. It is pretty cool. I like it a lot. So if you have some some unique plant, something different you're growing, or something you've grown for the last 10 years, take a picture, throw it on the site. it make us happy just to see it. So that's all we have for you this week. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a plant-loving friend. Not a plant-hating friend, because then we'll get bad comments. Or on social media. Other ways that you can support realistic sustainability is by becoming a monthly sustainer. By the way, Sean, thanks for joining in on the sustainership. We now have another person who joined in. We greatly appreciate it. We love the fact that people find value in this show. As long as we're not talking about electric vehicles, people are finding positive value, and it makes us very happy. Um, or if you don't want to become a sustainer, that's perfectly fine. Leave us a five-star review. It has been so long since we've had a new five-star review, at least on Apple. I have not seen any other ones. Um, it'd be great if someone could just jump on there and leave us a five-star review because those are the kinds of things that help us get found. And remember, all we're trying to do is get a little bit better week by week. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike. And I'm Nick. And we will see you next week. What's going on, everybody? My name is Rob, and I'm the host of The Curated Culture, a weekly podcast dedicated to dissecting the latest and greatest news from around the world of tech and pop culture. Now, we all know the internet can be a busy, noisy place, so let us calm that noise for you. Join us as we discuss the latest and greatest topics from the people and sources that matter most. Check us out every Thursday as we jump into fresh, original content, new interviews, and a host of other subjects that we know you'll find interesting. So jump in whatever your favorite podcast app is and search The Curated Culture. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, 
We'll catch y'all on the air.